Okay, ladies, it is summertime. The sun is shining, the beaches are calling, and the barbecues are on fire. But do you think to yourself, all of those fun activities, how can I stay consistent with my health and my workouts this summer? Most women struggle to stay consistent with their health during the summertime, and that's okay, right? The days are getting longer. We finally have had a little bit of freedom in our lives. The weather's nicer, and suddenly we have a million things to do. Enter the stress-free summer. It is here to help you. It is my 66-day challenge that will help you to stay on track this summer, no matter what life throws you. The stress-free summer will show you how to be consistent, how to harness the power of small changes so you stop asking yourself, is it working? You'll just know and you will also stop wondering, WTF, what do I eat? And finally, have a healthy living process that will make getting healthy feel easy. Make this the first change of your summer. Instead of telling yourself you need to exercise more and eat less, bring your food to the neighborhood barbecue. Now's the time that we get some results by keeping it simple. So join me for the stress-free summer. It is our 60, it's my signature 66-day challenge that you won't want to miss. Welcome to the Fit Girl Magic Podcast. If you are ready to find your inner magic, develop great habits, and a rock-steady mindset to feel confident, comfortable, and fit in your body, you are in the right place. I am Kim Barnes-Jefferson, and I'll be giving you weekly doses of health, fitness, and life tips sprinkled with humor and real talk. If you're ready to be consistent without the stress of perfection, magic makers, it's time to slip into your favorite pair of PJs, grab some coffee, kick back, and listen to today's show. This week's iTunes review is brought to you by Jackie O. Jazzhands. She writes a great, funny podcast about real topics we all struggle with. Kim gives great advice and support to people to live their best life. Ah, that just fills my heart. Thank you so much for taking the time to write me that five-star review. And for those of you who have yet to leave that five-star review, all you have to do is go on to iTunes or wherever you listen to this podcast and do the same thing and I will read it on the air. So thank you so much, Jackie O'Jazzhands. It fills me up when I get read those reviews from the heart. Enjoy the podcast. Hey, Magic Makers. I hope you are having a fabulous day. So today I wanted to talk about change and understanding about change. And this comes because, you know, I've been working a lot with the girls in my FitMap Fit Girl Magic Society about change and why, you know, if in your mind, you're like, this is what I want. I know what I need to do, but for the love of God, I just can't seem to take the steps, sustain the steps. And you just feel like you're just banging your head against the wall. So first things first, change is a process, you know, um, and I'm going to walk through six steps here today um, with the, regarding this, uh, regarding what change looks like. And like I said, sometimes change can feel effortless. You know, think about seasons, right? You don't say like, bring me spring and spring happens. It just happens, you know, day turns to night without sometimes, you know, us like looking up 
from your desk, you're like, ah, oh, it's dark outside. Um, the years pass, you know, so there are certain things that just like, you know, time marches on and we evolve and we adapt to these types of changes, you know, especially think about like daylight savings time, you know, we're like, oh, we're used to having hours and hours of daylight during the summer. And then like fall comes and we're like, oh, I got to get used to like the four o'clock and being dark out. Um, but sometimes, you know, change can be difficult and frustrating and feel like almost impossible, um, especially when you're looking for a specific result, right? You know, you want to lose those last five pounds and you're just like, up, come on, give it to me right freaking now. So how we wish change worked. We wish it was like this three-step process. You know what you want to change. You decide you're ready to do it. And presto, change just like Amazon Prime, ding dong, the package arrives at your front doorstep. That would be fabulous and make my job I probably would be out of business <laughs> if that were the case. But what really happens is that you kind of want to sort of change. Maybe you're forced into change. Maybe you're conflicted about the change. Maybe you're overwhelmed. Maybe you don't even know what the heck to do to make the change. So you start investigating and you start, you know, talking to people, doing the Google and scroll and social. And then maybe you just get overwhelmed because it's just too much information out there. You just don't even know where to start. And then you decide, well, you're kind of decide. You're one foot in, one foot out, and you're bummed that you got to make some trade-offs. Like you just can't be having like rosé all day and still want to lose the weight. You give it a go and then life, and then you're not clear about how to get restarted. And then you get resistance because you're like, oh, I got to give up so much to get what I want. There's no instant gratification. You try again. Maybe I do something a little different. And at the end of the day, changes, it, it is, it can be chaotic and unpredictable. You know, I'm not going to candy coat it. You know, that's what change can be. But what I'm going today is, is for us to come up with, we can't expect it to go step by step, right? We have to expect that there are going to be bumps in the road. And the biggest thing I always tell people when we're going down the road of change when we make that decision, this is what it is that we want to change. Decide that we want to be healthier. Decide that we want to lose the weight. Decide we want to be, have more less stress, more stress. Who wants more stress in their life? We have more stress in their life. We have to, what I always call, go through my four-step process. One, is it like, is what my goal is? Is it realistic? Am I excited about it? Can I make a plan for it? And is it sustainable at the end of the day? Those are like the four things I have to think about because if I don't have those four things in place, I'm I'm probably not going to be be successful. Yes, that came up. I'm probably not going to be successful. So the first place we have to start is in our mindset. You know, what are our beliefs about change? What are our beliefs about ourselves? What do we value? And what are the priorities? Like, what are what are your priorities? Second, what's your environment? You know, are you around people who are inspiring and and invigorating, who, you know, are cheerleading you on? Or are you around people who are like, oh, yeah, girl, sit down. Let's have another glass of rosé. Like, who are who are you surrounding yourself? You know, I don't know who said this, but you are the you are the sum of the five people you spend the most time. with. So if you're spending time with people who are always healthy and fit and doing all the things, then nine times out of 10, your behaviors are going to match those people. But if you're around people who are like swinging by the Burger King and, you know, drinking Bud Heavies, then you're kind of going to swing by the Burger King, drinking Bud Heavies. And then your behavior, you know, what are your daily actions, practices, skills that are leading you towards your goal, right? Because it's like, you know, so many people think it's this big cataclysmic thing that's going to help me get to my goal, but it's really my 
step-by-step my daily action that's really going to be the the main um, driver of what I get. And so how do you, you know, how do you feel about change? You know, I have a client who talks about change as being scratchy, right? And so whenever she thinks about it, I just think about like, like that wool sweater that you would put on and like, it would just itch, you know, itch your collar for forever. You know, so do you feel like, you know, change is scratchy? Do you feel like you have to struggle in order to change? Do you feel like middle of the road or do you feel change is easy? Or are you like, depends, depends on what trying to get me to change. And so for many of us, you know, we have to decide where our change lives, right? Is do we feel that change, and this is a mindset thing, is change inside me that it's things that you know, it's my, it's my thoughts, it's my beliefs that I have to work on in order for me to make a change, or do you think it's outside of you? You know, do you think it's your environment? Remember how I said you're the sum of the five people you surround yourself with. Maybe you don't live in a place that there is a gym, or maybe you don't live in a place where people work out. Um, is it your relationships? You know, maybe you're in a you know new relationship and you want to spend all the time with each other, or maybe you have children and you're like, ah, I don't know what, what to do with my kids because there's no babysitting at the gym or what have you, or maybe you have, you know, a lot going on, uh, on the work front, you know, maybe, maybe you work multiple jobs or maybe you have a more than full-time job, um, aging parents, you know, we all have, you know, life. And, uh, or maybe it's something in between, maybe it's something that is inside of you with your thoughts and your beliefs, or maybe it's something, you know, also external to you as well, but knowing, but knowing what to do and doing it is very different. And that's where I think I shine. You know, I have a lot of clients that come to me and they're like, Kim, girl, I've been in, in the game for a long time. I know exactly what to do, but for the love of God, I just can't seem to string multiple days together, multiple weeks together, multiple months together. I just can't find my butt with both hands. And so, you know, especially when you're trying to stick with something that we've done over and over again, you know, so I go back to my reps. Is what you're doing realistic for you right now? Because there's certain things that I did, you know, 20 years ago. There's no way, 10 years ago, no way I want to do that. I want to spend the time doing that. So maybe, yeah, I got results, but I want to say, you know, like I always say, how you get your to your goal is how you're going to keep your goal. And I know right now for me, going back to the gym for two hours a day, six days a week, oh, hell no. Bolded, underlined, sprinkle some glitter on that. Ain't gonna happen. I'm, I'm not there. So here's where we ha- I have to kind of say, like, how am I going to stick to this, right? What's back to the reps? What's realistic for me right now? So, you know, I have a client who she... uh she's a big revenge bedtime person. And so by revenge bedtime, I think I've talked about this before, but revenge bedtime, she has a more than full-time job. And for her, she's like, my, my, my Netflix and chill. That's my self-care. That's how I just, you know, let go of the day. And, but she doesn't sleep. So we talk about, you know, can you, you know, reduce blue light and see if that could help you, you know, sleep through the night, you know, just a bunch of different suggestions. Can you set a bedtime? Cause she also wants to start working out in the morning. So she could be, be more consistent with her workouts. And, you know, the best we can do is guide it as a coach. The best I can do is guide you. Right. So it's, it's kind of like, you know what to do, but are you doing it? So maybe that's not the place for her to start. And so we've been talking about that. Like she knows that it's not uh, Netflixing isn't, you know, serving her well, but it's her escape. And so until we, you know, until she's ready, right. It's not like this, it's not wrong, 
But until she's ready to find another way of like unplugging from life, that's a little bit too challenging for her right now. So it's not realistic, right? She's not excited about the prospect of not, you know, Netflixing and chilling. So why would I I force it down her throat? And like, why was she forced down her throat? Because she's setting herself up for failure. And, you know, who, if I keep telling myself, I'm going to set a bedtime and then you get caught up in your Netflixing and you don't really feel motivated to do that. You don't want to take the action. Then why are we trying to go keep doing what you don't want to do? Um, same thing, you know, with, uh, I live in Boston, right? So during, you know, uh, we had both the Bruins and the Celtics get into the playoffs and go deep into the playoffs. And, you know, games are starting at nine o'clock and same woman. She's like, she's like, I've been a diehard Bruins fan for my whole life. Like, there's no way I'm going to miss the playoffs game. Well, maybe a sleep goal isn't right for you right now. Right. Because I see so many people trying to do that. They try to like pick these goals. And I don't know if they, they pick these goals because I think it sounds good. But then when I apply it to their life, they're like, well, you know, this is what's going on right now. And I'm like, well, that's not a good goal for you right now. And it's not in a judgmental way. It's just like, look at your freaking life. Why am why are you already throwing down these like giant barriers when we could pick something else? Right. You know, we could always pick up on sleep and, you know, we have a full year, you know, after playoff season is over, we have a full year to practice the sleep thing. And so that maybe you can stay up late watching the games and get a good night game sleep. All right. So here's what we have to start thinking about, like how, as we're setting, you know, thinking about changing, how are we going to actually implement these behaviors. Like, I I want you to look at your real life. You know, sometimes, you know, I feel as a coach, sometimes I'm looking at your reality and you're not. (laughs) And so, you know, how do we look at your reality? Like what's going on with you so that we can set you up down the path for the most uh, success. Um, And, you know, I know like times you're gonna have mixed feelings because you're going to be like, I really want to focus on sleep. But I'm like, yeah, but you're also telling me you want to stay up and watch the Bruins game. So like, help me out. (laughs) Let's pick, you know, pick our battles because we can't that this it's it's a it's a a draw. Like we are just like we are at loggerheads. Like we are not going to break this impasse, Uh, especially, you know, you have competing interests. and, you know, we're looking to find habits that we can start to put on repeat that we're It's effortless. We're not thinking about doing them. So here's six, I'm going to break down the six steps here. And then I will kind of, I will give you the counter, like, okay, what, what obstacles can pop up in these six steps? So the first one is we have to assess where we are, like in the stage of change. And they are, there's four stages of change. And I have a podcast that I did all on this, um, uh, and I will link to link to it in my show notes. I'm writing it right now. Uh, write myself a note right now. So you got four. There's four stages of change. So the first one is contemplation. So this is like you know there's a problem, but you're not ready. You're not sure. You're you're not you're you're not lacking. You're lacking confidence about making this change. The second one is pre-contemplation. So it's like, you're thinking about making the change, but you haven't actually taken any action. Third is action. You're like, you know the change, you you got your action plan and you're just making the steps. And then the fourth is uh, maintenance. So that you are taking, you're, you're actually like 
in the process of either the change has been made or you're constantly working on creating uh, change for said uh, said challenge. All right. So then, so that's step one. It's like, where are you in, in the change? And then what does your big picture look like? You know, so I'm going to stick with sleep because it's just, you know, easy. Everyone knows that. So what does your big picture look like? Like, what do you foresee for yourself when, you know, trying to get a better night's sleep? You know, what behaviors do, what do, what behaviors do you already possess that is going to help you get a better night's sleep? And then pick one action at a time. You know, I see it all the time. You know, I ask, I ask people, give me that one, you know, one action, one action that you could do. And like, well, and it's like, I have to, you know, get new pillows. I got to get a new bed. I got to take magnesium. I got, I I got to go to the gym. I got, I got, I got, I got. And it's like, I'm like, damn, I'm tired of just listening to everything that you got to do. So I, I challenge you pick one action at a time. And then we're going to take that one action and then we're going to test it. And we're going to experiment. We're going to test and we're going to say, what, how'd you do? Did that one action, you know, move the needle in any way, shape or form. And we're regularly going to evaluate this. And I always tell people at least 14 to 30 days, you know, most people like in, in a, in a night, like I got new pillows and I still slept like crap. Well, it's only, two, it's only one night. Like, what do you, what, what can you know in one night? Like, did you not fluff it? Did you not do this? Did you not do that? Like, there's too many like variables. If you give it one night, excuse me. And as a coach, my job is to help guide you, you know, and, and point you through and help you kind of like expand your thinking as you work through this. So questions that you should ask yourself is like, where are you right now? And where do you want to be? Like what, you know, it's, it's kind of like if I, we were going on a road trip, do you just get in the car? You know, there's not very few of us who don't have access to, you know, some type of GPS device on our phones or physically in our cars, but I'm going to punch in. I want to go to one, two, three main street. And, you know, I talk about this regularly. So I live in Boston and Mass Ave goes through four, four towns. If I don't put in the right address for Mass Ave, I could end up cities away from where I want to be. And not just blocks away from where I want to be. So we got to decide like where you are now and where are you driving your bus and what matters on your journey? You know, what are, what are the things that might pop up on your journey? Because, you know, so many people think like, oh, I'm going to lose the 10 pounds. And they don't think like, oh, well, I'm going on vacation. And, oh, I have this wedding and, oh, I have this big project at work. And, oh, like they don't think through anything that's going to pop up because like, that's life. Like poop is going to happen. Poop is going to happen. So what's your plan? You know, let's create a plan, but know that the plan needs to be flexible. Know that, you know, as I'm going through this, I'm going to also build in that flexibility because sometimes I think I can go right. And there's a detour on the road. They're, you know, paving the road. I got, and I got to make a right versus a left. And then what's the first two steps that you have to take towards this goal? And then we take a step back. How's it going? Should I be going down this path or do I need to take another detour, right? Do I need to, you know, pick up a hitchhiker? What do I need to do? How is it working? And so the, the common traps that I see people falling into when they try to make these changes is that their goal is vague. And I, I call them fuzzy goals. You know, when someone tells me, well, I just want to shape up. I just want to tune up. I just want to eat healthy. I want to get a better night's sleep, right? Those are vague goals. Like, I, you know, 
I, in my mind, have an idea of what that looks like. You, in your mind, have an idea of what that looks like. And then the client has an idea of what it looks like. And if the three of us sat down and said, what, you know, what does getting healthier look like to you? I would know what I would say. You know what you would say. And then the client might be saying something completely different. And we're like, oh, we're not even in the same damn state. So then the second place is very, very narrow focus. Like, you know, you're, you're, you got the blinders on, like, I want to lose 20 pounds. Boom. That's it. Lose 20 pounds. Now specific, very clear. However, the 20 pounds doesn't take the, it's very narrow and focused because it doesn't take into account anything else going on in your life, right? It doesn't take into account that maybe I have some health condition that might not be conducive. Maybe I'm not sleeping. Maybe I'm overeating. Like, so my focus is so narrow, but I'm not taking into account other, other activities that I might be doing that contribute to that weight gain. Um, we don't, we're not clear about where we're starting. You know, we need to know where we're starting. Uh, so again, if I go back to sleep, I want to sleep better. Okay. So what does better look like? Like what, how many hours are you sleeping right now? How long are how many times a night are you waking up for how long are you waking up? Right. So that we can start to have this, um, start to see trends, right. So start to see like, Maybe you still don't fall asleep immediately, but maybe you're, instead of getting up 10 times a night, you're only getting up eight, right? So we can start to see where our baseline is being too ambitious, you know, like I'm going to lose hundred pounds in 30 days. Good luck. Are you losing an organ? Right. That, that just really, this really very uh, over ambitious type goal. You know, I'm going to make a million dollars in the next 30 days. You win a Powerball? Like, you know, there we go. Um, an indefinite action, you know, like there's no clear timeline. Like I'm going to lose hundred pounds. Great. Do we want to set smaller milestones? You know, do we want to break it down into like four, 20, 20 second, four, 20 pound milestones, like five, 20 sound milestones. Like how do we want to break this down? Um, and then you don't, um, you don't have a test. Like you don't know, you know, for example, like if I say I want to sleep better, how will I know I'm sleeping better? Right. What, what's the, what's the proof, right? Well, how do I know? Like, how do I, you know, what's the evidence that I'm going to see? Um, so, you know, that's where people fall into. And so the first place is like, we have to get so clear about what it is that we want so that if I'm explaining it to a coach, to a friend, they're like, oh, you want to go to Five 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 Mass Ave in Boston. Great! I know exactly how to take you there. Boom! Let's do it. Right? We want to be so clear about where we want to go. We want to look at all the factors, all the factors that might possibly get in our way. Right? You know, it, it is work upon. You know, the first thing that I think of as an example for this is when I was um, working. Uh, at the gym, when I was first working at the gym and I would meet with a new client and I'd be like, Hey, how many days a week can you work out? And they'd be like seven. And I'm like, okay, so you don't have a full-time job. You don't travel. You don't have kids. Well, well, yeah. And, and so then as I, you know, I start to bring up these life things like, oh, oh, I'm like, so why don't we just start with something like three days a week? And so we can see how it goes. Cause everyone wants to, you know, dive into the deep end, but I'm like, sometimes you just have to wait in, maybe have some water wings on and be okay with that. Right. You know, I've talked about a lot about, it, you know, pick your pace and make peace with it. Um, 
but also, you know, we, ha- we got to look at these baselines. We have to know like, where am I, am I starting? And I challenge you the baseline to not be weight. You know, it could, the baseline could be a pair of jeans. The baseline could be, how are you feeling? You know, um, when I first started uh, hormone therapy, I, I still didn't feel good. Everyone talked about, oh, I'm going to feel amazing. And then my doctor changed one thing. She changed. She's like, what's the one symptom that's bothering you the most? And I told her it was my hot flashes. I was like, that is bothering me the most. Because sometimes I could be sitting here doing this podcast and I would be dripping sweat like I just came out of a spin class. And I said, that's my biggest thing. I'm like, I wake up multiple times a night. And when I don't get a good night's sleep, I'm witchy. And I'm just sick of just like waking up and like having to like lay there and like get myself, like let myself cool off or just being out in public and just being like a sweaty ball. Now she folded, you know, the last year and a half, she's been fooling around with my progesterone levels. And now I don't have any hot flashes. And I'm like, oh, I sleep like a babe in the woods. Right. So that was my one benchmark for me was that if I could get rid of those and that's all I looked at. Other things have improved, but that was my, that was my base mark. So I want you to think about what can your base mark be as you're trying to think about what you're trying to change. And as I was prioritizing, I had to be realistic, right? I didn't, I didn't say it was going to go away overnight. I was like, I mean, I kissed a lot of frogs, trust me. I'm not, I can do a whole segment on my hot flash journey, if that's of interest to you. Um, and I had to have clear timelines and I had to give feedback, right? You know, and as a coach, I'm very big, big into feedback. Like if you, if something changed for you, I want to know, what do you think happened? So that when it goes away, I can go back and be like, Hey, you know, are you still wearing those blue pajamas? Cause when you wore the blue pajamas, that's when you slept well, or when you only had one pillow, you know, one pillow versus two pillows, right? Looking at anything like when you eat broccoli, when you don't eat broccoli, like, so that we can start to understand what, where we're going. And so that we can have structured, you know, structured reflection of how it is actually going. So we can start to like get down to the root cause. And so we can stop, you know, spinning our wheels around and around and around. Because, you know, as we start to, you know, change, we want to be clear that these changes are going to last. Like, you know, especially because you're like, it's taking me so freaking long to um, get to this, get to this point right here. So as I as I think about it, the first place that I, I want to really stress to, to you on this is the first place I needed to do is I need to get clear, right? Because without clarity, it's like running a race and not knowing how far you're going. Like you don't know where the finish line is. And we all have to have a finish line. Now, sure, like I said, life is a never ending finish line, but I always say that they're, they're mile markers, right? You know, if you've ever run a road race, um, they'll tell you, hey, um, at one mile in, there's water two miles in, there's the bathroom, three miles in, there's this, they tell you along the route, how far you have to go until you hit whatever it is that you're looking for. So I want you to start thinking about like, you know, being crystal clear about what it is that you want, why you want it and how will you know you got it? Cause if I don't know that, then it's literally, I'm spitting my wheels. You know, you're just like a hamster on a wheel. And then we have to have to say like, what? Like get really specific as to what it is. So we have one single focus. You know, the the best analogy I have for that is um, I have a client. She's like, well, I have several things I'm working on. And I was like, are you doing several things well? How do you know you're doing several things well? Pause. Crickets. And I said, what if, I go, I want you to think about, have you ever cooked for a dinner party? 
And I'm thinking about you right now. Have you ever cooked for a dinner party? Think about like Thanksgiving and you're trying to get like all the, you know, time it right. So that the, the turkey and this and this and this and this. And as you're making the meal, only one piece of the Thanksgiving dinner can have your attention. Everything else is simmering. Everything else is like waiting in the queue. And so I said, you know, can we focus on one thing, create some nice, clear baselines for it so that we know if it's working? We know that whatever the hell we're focusing on, we're actually getting some traction in that so that we can set some reasonable, achievable goals and timeframes. And then we can build our plan off of what we're already seeing. And so we can start moving forward and start to, instead of having multiple priorities, we are just like, boom, laser focusing in on um, one thing. Because think about it. How many times when you action pack your, your schedule, do you get it all done? You know, I have those like what I call like uh, heads down days where like I know those days I'm like, I got a lot of stuff to get done. I hope, but I'm like, I always put at the top. I'm like, if I can get these three th- things done. Because I was an overscheduler. Oh, don't even get me started how bad of an overscheduler I was. And one of the best things that I ever started doing was three, 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 three. If I could get through three things and the three things aren't huge. It's not like I need to clean my whole house, right? If you have to clean your whole house, keep it to one. I got a three bedroom house. Like there's no way I can clean my house, then do my garden, you know, mow my lawn. Like, no, like I have to like pick my battles. I am not superhuman. Maybe you are. If you are, please tell me that you're superhuman. Reach out. I want to know. I want to meet one of you. But think because we underestimate the time it takes us to do small tasks. Like, oh, it only take me 20 minutes to mow the lawn. Well, guess what? That's the day when you need gas. That's the day when the lawnmower decides it's not going to work. That's the day when there's like, you know, something in your yard. There's like That's the day. Like the days that you need everything to be like... The days you need everything to be boom, boom, boom is the days that your life just blows up in your face. So if I believe this day is going to blow up in my face, then I will under, I will underachieve. Is that a word? I will underestimate how much I can get done. Um, and, you know, and not be so darn ambitious. Like, it, you know, there's no prize. This is what I and, and get through your mind. If you go, there's no prize for busy. All right. If there was a prize for busy, if someone rang my doorbell and gave me a Mercedes every time I was like, I'm so busy, you bet your sweet bottom, I'd still be busy. But there's no prize. There's no Mercedes. There's no merit badge, ladies. There's no merit badge out there. So we want to create these timelines, realistic timelines that you're excited about, that you can make a plan for in your life. Because if you don't have a timeline, how will you know what's working? right? We need to have a specific timeline. And I like to say, you know, 14 to 30 days so that you're not like spinning your wheels. You're not like, you know, um, like a little kid trying to count down to a holiday, right? And, you know, you got your little calendar with your X's on it. You know, and so the best way I can describe it is like, had a client who said, you know, I want to get up in the morning and I want to go for a walk. Awesome. Rock on with your bad self. But I was like, how are we going to know that it's 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 working? How are we going to track your progress? And so I said, one, it's easily, are you, are you, you know, it's one way to track black, white. Are you or aren't you getting up? That's one way. Second way is, you know, are you getting out of bed or are you finding yourself like snoozeville to get out of bed? That's another way to see if we're doing progress. And the third is how are you feeling? Right. So it's like, 
am I feeling good just from moving my body? Am I feeling like that I feel better after the walk and I'm doing more stuff on the back end? Am I feeling like I'm not pressing snooze? Uh, am I feeling like I'm looking forward to these walks or is it more like, you know, a torture walk? <laughs> um, so, or am I not taking any relaxation? right? So like if three days feels like hard and I stop and then I don't get back on the horse, like then it's hard for me to even tell you how it, how it went. So we have to like really say before we even start, this is how we're going to measure and judge how what's going on. Um, and, you know, each, we all have unique life, right? And so own, own who you are. I regularly talk about seasons in your life, right? You, you have to honor the season that you are in. Is it a season where, you know, work is going to be busy? Is it a season where you're carting your kids here, there, and everywhere? Is it a season where you just are traveling a lot? Like, so own where you are so that we can you start to set yourself up for success so that you know what's reasonable for you in this season of life. And here's where a coach really helps because sometimes like, you know, we can't see the trees for the forest. You know, sometimes you need someone to be like, Hey girl, have you thought about this? You know, I have a client, she's in the military and they have, um, weigh-ins. And so typically her weigh-in is in June. Well, they moved it to August and now she has a vacation plan because she thought her, her weigh-in was going to be in June. She would go on vacation in July and not have to think about this weigh-in. So now they moved it to August and her vacation's the last week of July. And I said, and she's like, I want to go and I want to enjoy myself. And I said, I too want you to go and enjoy yourself. So when, and so she's like, I'm going to weigh in on the 10th. And I'm like, but you're going the last week of July. So you are literally giving yourself like seven days, how I think it works out seven days in order to meet this weigh in. I'm like, that's aggressive. And so without someone saying that to her, she's like, oh, so now she's like, okay, when is the last possible time I can weigh in? So now we can, you know, we, we, we can start to make some decisions about what does vacation look like? What does it look like to come back? And what does it look like we're seeing now in vacation so that we make sure that she's right in the zone to uh, hit her goals? Um, and, you know, really fo- the, the focus is how do I, did I take action? You know, sometimes it's binary, yes or no. And then it's also just tracking how I feel because sometimes, like I said, we get caught up in, I want to lose 20 pounds. I want to lose 20 pounds, but we lose sight that like, oh my God, I'm sleeping much better. I feel amazing. My pants are feeling looser. Uh, People are complimenting me. My skin is looking glowy and dewy. You know, who doesn't want that? Because sometimes we can't see the relationship from our actions to our goals. And we, and we, we lose sight of that. But as I said, we have to, step in, have reflection, check in. And it's not an invitation to beat yourself up. That said, like, you know, I told myself I was going to do 400 things and I only did 395. Like what the hell it is. It's asking us, like, it's teaching us when we do the reflection, like what's working, how can I be, how can I mean this, maintain this consistent? Am I still marching down the path or do I need to take a left turn? Do I take a, take a right turn? So I'd love to see how this is landing with you. How do you feel when it comes to change? You know, you someone who's like all about it or you someone who needs to kind of be like, you know, a slow crank to the change. All right, magic makers, enjoy the rest of your fabulous day. And I will talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to the Fake Girl Magic Podcast. If you've made it this far, yay. I'm thinking you enjoyed the show. 
Let's continue the conversation on Instagram. You can find me at Kim Jefferson Coach. In order for me to keep sharing this message, do me a favor and leave me a five-star review on iTunes. While you're there, don't forget to subscribe so that you won't miss an episode. New episodes are available every Wednesday. The Fit Girl Magic Podcast is intended to provide you with tips, tools, and strategies that will help you make better decisions about your health. I really appreciate your feedback and your support. Thank you so much. Thank you.